Hey, and welcome to Eliza Starting at 16. I'm Eliza Rubin, an 18-year-old girl living on the Upper East Side of Manhattan, and I am here to do my very best to explain the big, wide world of teenagers these days. I'm also a little sick slash allergic. I can't really figure it out yet, so please forgive the voice. Slash, if I sound like I'm down, I'm not down. I'm just ill. So if you listen to my last episode, you know that I basically have no more classes. I go into school about three times a week, but it's not for classes. It's to do my project, my like art project for <clears throat> what my school calls senior initiative, where for the last month of senior year, you do a project that's as long as it's legit, you can basically do whatever you want. Um, so it's really been a time of reflection. And one of the things that happened this week was the Sweet and Low benefit, which is Sweet and Low is one of the acapella groups at my school and they held a concert um, that I went to and even though I'm not like in sweet and low by any means, I'm not a singer, it still gave me this like sense of nostalgia and there's something really charming about like all of these people, some of whom you've like grown up with, like the ones in my grade and others that like I don't know at all, but seeing them all do their solos and like show personality, there's something really like endearing about that um, and like kind of nostalgia invoking and I don't, it made me kind of wish that I had maybe participated in more things in high school. Like, I've done a ton of stuff in high school. I really have. But there's always the feeling, like, no matter what you do, there's always going to be the feeling of, like, oh, maybe, maybe I should have done this thing that, like, it almost never occurs to you to try out, you know? Like, I could do every art form except pottery, and the one thing I would feel like I wish I'd done is maybe pottery. There's just this feeling of, like, when things are coming to an end, looking back and being like, oh my gosh, I should have just, I should have done this other thing that I, I don't know, I would love to be a part of. And this feeling of like wanting to understand the, the grandeur of the ending, you know? And like, I mean, I have grown up with Sweet and Low, so seeing like their last concert makes you feel, I don't know, like, okay, things are finally winding down. And that's really sad. So if you're in high school, advice is probably try a lot of things like you don't have to stick with them but do a lot of them just so you can feel like you understand what you're participating in and like understanding the depth of your school so on a totally different note there's a thing that happens in new york city called freeze art fair which is basically a big like what feels like million mile long tent stuffed full of art so it's like tiny galleries within this giant tent and there's food like restaurants and huge huge just a variety of all sorts of art all sorts of media there's like videos and sculptures and paintings and like immersive art it's just really really cool I mean if you like modern art it's basically your heaven and I went this very morning with my family and one of the things I noticed is the kind of trap that it is for people to put on Instagram and more and more it feels like people have been doing art that contains mirrors and I think I don't know if that's on purpose but if it is on purpose it would be a really smart move of artists to inject more things in a strategic way that is going to make people take pictures of their art so like mirrors with words on them inspirational whatevers or pictures just People really love taking photos at Freeze Art. Like this 
period of time is one in which like if you go on Instagram you're going to see a ton of things from Freeze and in a way like you could think you could feel like that takes away from I don't know from how special it is or from like your own experience it's kind of like basic in a way to take pictures of that but it also feels really special like once you're there you really want to take pictures of everything because it's so overwhelming and so I wonder if artists are utilizing that in their art like thinking about how people have this tendency to want to post pictures and just capture art that they see like even if you could find a picture of the Mona Lisa anywhere on Google or whatever if you see the Mona Lisa in person you're probably going to want to take a picture of it and it has that kind of quality freeze like there's something about being surrounded by all of the art that just makes you want to photograph it and put it places and so I'm wondering if like in the new kind of age of social media artists are tailoring their art to fit into that world to make it so that people are going to want to project it places because like it's hard to stand out when there's you know if your art is a blank canvas maybe as sometimes that is what modern art is there might be another one across the across the row but then again like a lot of it at freeze is really unique but then again like if everything is unique how do you make yours unique and I think definitely a way that you could make yourself stand out if you're an artist is tailor what you do to the way people really want to post things on Instagram and that can go for a lot of things like spaces are often more intriguing if there's some aspect of it that's easily like photographable or shows that you were there you know like if there's a store a clothing store and it's got I don't know like neon letters on the wall people are going to want to photograph that and put it somewhere or I think Soul Cycle, the spin place has a lot of like inspirational words on the wall and that's a thing that people often post on their snap stories or their instagrams or whatever just because it's there's something so attractive about something so easily like lending itself to being artistic but with regards to the art you know on the one hand there's the part of it that's like well if you're an artist you probably really really care and want your art to be genuine and like what you feel but on the other hand the art world is notably like so hard to get by in so how do you balance that sense of sincerity with wanting to stand out from the crowd I mean it must be really frustrating also to have people like just take photos of your stuff instead of buying it I was at this place called Artists and Fleas in Brooklyn in Williamsburg and there were like little pins that said little things on it or had a picture but there was a sign next to it that said don't photograph them just like look at them or just buy them because it must be really frustrating to make something and put so much effort into it but if people are gonna take a photo of it instead of buying it if they can they probably will you know and I mean the same goes for music you can love a singer and love their song but if you can download it like illegally for free I'm sure a lot of people are gonna do that instead of you know paying the like dollar 99 and that's just kind of human nature in a lot of ways I think but it makes it much harder the same I think goes for I mean I'm not into like comic books or anything but I do know that like comic book artists struggle because 
people want to get the book, the comics for free online. You put a web comic up and that's what they want. And they'll do that instead of like buying your book. So ultimately there's a part of what I'm suggesting about the, you know, making your art more photographable or more brand heavy. That's maybe a necessity right now. And I'm just wondering if artists are catering to that. Although yet another kind of conundrum is like, if it's too obvious, people don't like it. If your branding is too obvious, it's too pandery, people don't like it. If it's the way like Uber now says, hey, like pay for a Snapchat filter and you'll get a special little one with Uber. No one's going to buy that, I don't think, because it's so obvious. It's like I always talk about how obvious it is when people are trying to market to teenagers and they do it poorly, it's more pathetic and it it kind of creates more resentment than them not doing anything at all. So in this case, I don't really know what the answer is and I'm sure it's a hard, hard thing to deal with. But the tendency to photograph, especially if there's a mirror, is really, really obvious. We were looking at a mirror that had like kind of a fuzzy little tint to it and some words and I was like, mom, I mean, that's really smart because... I bet you in three minutes those two girls are going to take photos in it. And they did. And that's just the way it is. You want to be a part of something and you want to connect with it. And you want to show that you were there. And I mean, it's natural and it's not their fault at all. And it's I don't think it's particularly annoying either. It's just you want to feel like you interacted with something. And this is an easy way to do it. And it's proof that you were there. But, you know, at a certain point... That's either going to help you or it's going to hurt you if you're the producer of certain things. So that's that for this week. Thank you so much for listening. Come back in a week because who knows what we'll be into by then. And hopefully I'll be feeling better. Thanks. Thanks.